Welcome to the Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone. When we heed the call and say yes to live from the truth of our hearts, we accept the invitation to deeply relax, trust, and let go of fear, control, struggle, suffering, and separation. Now, here is your host, Sandy Goldstone. Hello, lovelies. Welcome to this week's episode of Sounds of the Heart. As your host, I am delighted to have your beautiful presence and heart's vibration join with mine. As we listen, share and explore in this hour together, I invite us all to join together as one conscious global heart as we take a deep breath in and relax out with a sound. to gently ground our being in calm stillness. Meeting ourselves in love, as love, what we always are now. Ah. And it is so wonderful to feel our hearts become part of the one unified field of love through the breath. Thank you for joining me again today, wherever you are right now on the planet, whatever time it is for you, know that you are greatly welcomed and your presence is celebrated. And it gives me great delight to welcome once again, back to the Sounds of the Heart family, Daniel Sowello, who will continue our conversation on the September eclipses, letting go to embrace love. Daniel is in his 34th year of private practice as an interpretive astrologer, counsellor, primal therapist, group leader and professional trainer. He is an international leader in the use of the ancient and magical art of experiential astrology. He is also a specialist in the reclamation of the sacred feminine, the Shiva Shakti relationship and the sacred marriage while running sacred tours in Australia and India in his spare time. He has a Bachelor of Science and a Diploma of Education. Welcome, Daniel. So wonderful to have you back. Thanks very much, Sandy. Great to be back. Thank you okay. for the opportunity. <laughs> You're so welcome. So welcome. So... Lots is happening, lots of shifting and changing. Um, you know, lots of things are happening around our bodies. And can you talk about, you know, whether, um, if, you know, having intense dreams and having different changes in our body temperature is part of the process of what's happening around all the shifts and changes and around the September eclipses? Yeah, sure. Um, this is one of the things about eclipses is that they intensify everything that's going on energetically and, and collectively, meaning energies that are affecting everybody in the planet. So if we use astrology as a lens for looking at that, you know, astrology describes the different energetics 
that are impacting on everybody, however aware or unaware they might be. And mm -hmm. astrology really resonates with things like, you know, quantum physics and, but also there's ancient um, Indian notions that we are all basically composed of energy. <laughs> And that, that mm. energy has different manifestations from the subtle all the way to the physical. And, and so this is why at times like this when um, we're being opened up to these collective energies that we will get um, dream experiences which carry some of the energetic themes of the astrology and, and where the body will actually respond, um, mm. where the energy impacts upon our physicality. And particularly because this, this eclipse that's peaking on, um, <laughs> uh, well, Australian time tomorrow, tomorrow night, it's in Virgo. And Virgo is a part of self that tends to kind of work through stuff in the gut, in the intestines. And so people who are being resensitized around this part of self, because after all, the, the, each of the signs is a different part of self, whatever our sun sign might be. So the Virgo part of each of us is being vibrated very strongly by this eclipse. And, and for some of us, that mm. will have called manifestations, you know, including the mm. hot and cold experience. Yeah, and so if people are feeling more depressed or more kind of anxious or angry, is that part and parcel of it? And so we can just kind of um, allow it to just, you know, that energy to just kind of like a wave just come up, rise up and just move on through us? Yes, um, I would add to it though that within the energetics of it, you have the opportunity of accessing earlier wounds or earlier blockages within our systems, mm -hmm. whether that's emotionally, psychologically, spiritually or sexually. And, and this eclipse happens to be bringing up all those things that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, with the anxiety... It's like part of the anxiety is because we, we are in the midst of a great change and that's affecting what astrology calls Saturn energy. And Saturn energy represents the structures in our worlds that give us a feeling of solidity and security and stability. And those structures are being significantly wobbled at this yes. time. Um, and, and you can speak to just about anybody and they'll say, oh, look, you know, the last five years have been really intense, but I can't believe how these last few months. And that's because there is this deconstruction happening in the collective that's part of a long-term reconstruction. And when, when old structures, particularly psychological structures and emotional defences start getting dissolved in us, that will bring up anxiety. And it's not mm. just anxiety that has to do with the here and now. It will also bring up um, and the energies of anxiety that we either suppressed or anaesthetized.
systematized that we had much earlier in our lives. Mm. So the eclipse has this effect because it is a healing eclipse, both of them, um, actually, will drop a bombshell, a little deep depth charge into these places to flush out what needs to go old psychic emotional baggage that's been stashed somewhere in our systems which has been kind of undermining or sabotaging our worlds in subtle ways so this this depth charge like opens that up and flushes these feelings to the surface and this is why people have very strange experiences feelings emotions or energies that make no sense in relationship to what's happening in the here and now so this is why it's yes. a very challenging time. You know, stuff is flying all over the place, whether it's anger, fear, um, insecurity, feelings of inadequacy, um, and, and the despair, you know, kind of heading towards that kind of depressing end of the spectrum is also um, part of the deal. And it's, yeah, it's good to know this. One of the great things about astrology, Sandy, is that it says it's not just you. Yes. <laughs> you know, this is collective. It's, it, it's not as though you're going crazy or that you're a bad person because you're feeling this exaggerated anger or that your life's slipping away from you. It's more that this is, this is what's happening around the planet and people will respond differently to that. So it kind of says, oh, thank God, it's not just me. <laughs> and we have to be careful at the same time not to not to be um, hypnotized by crazy. To, so we can, you yeah. know, we're all in this together, but we don't want to like, we want to get discernment and clarity around not to keep dancing with crazy as if it's, as if that's our truth, because that's what's, I, I have a sense within me is what's coming to the surface and that's what's actually kept me in this hypnotized place of wanting to kind of self-sabotage not not consciously but unconsciously because I'm wanting to avoid feeling something or I'm wanting to avoid having the experience of um, something again so it's really important to kind of like not get to have those feelings and to feel them and to let them be there and to kind of let them acknowledge what's keeping them in play but not to have that energy kind of do a loop back in on itself and then go, you know, just be one with the insanity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, kind of going into those crazy edges is, is usually because we're desperately trying to use our, our conscious minds to keep things under control. Yes. And, and to, as you said, to avoid feeling feelings that we have to feel and acknowledge. And even the act of, of acknowledging, even the act of naming, I'm feeling afraid, or, or I'm feeling depressed, or I'm feeling incredibly angry, um, even in naming it makes it easier. It's like it, it gives us a handle on it. Um, 
And see, as you know, I'm also a primal therapist and, and in our trade there's a statement that says feelings fully felt don't last long. No. See, if we kind of suppress and control and deny what's going on emotionally in us, it sets up kind of a chronic patterning that then becomes, you know, long-term, you know, despair or depression or, or irritation in the body, you know, all these are symptoms. And whereas if we're able to really feel them and do something to release the feelings, then it's not just to alleviate the state we're in, it actually helps us release stuff from our pasts that is naturally coming up at times like this. Mm. And, and, and so this is, this is where, and, and, and if you're hitting those kind of really extreme places, like, you know, let's use anger as an example. If, if you're feeling a disproportionate level of anger, um, that's when it's good to go and do one of the more expressive therapies, whether it's primal, or breath work, rebirthing, psychodrama, anywhere where you get supported to be able to really let those, those intense feelings come up and to be able to release them safely. Mm. And that's one of the opportunities of eclipses because they, they, they drop these depth charges deeply into our system to dig up this old stuff to come through. Now, what's also important to acknowledge here, Sandy, this, it's not just about shoveling the shit out of our system, though. <laughs> it's also <laughs> about clearing the way for much deeper forms of personal empowerment, of capacity to create clear boundaries, of being able to assert yourself healthily. These are uh, capacities that are often underneath our more distorted forms of anger, for instance. Mm. So it's not just about, you know, kind of getting rid of the baggage. It's about opening up to a pure expression of the same energy that lies underneath the distortions. Mm. Mm. And it feels like we're um, being invited to leave all those kind of intellectualized concepts and ideas about us being pure and whole and life is showing us where we're actually not living the truth of that and what is actually um, preventing our um, experiencing that as true. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, being in the moment, you know, like that spiritual notion of being in the moment is also about being in the moment with whatever you're feeling. Mm. For instance, one of my teachers um, said something really brilliant. He said, emotions are shaktis, which is a, a Hindu word for the sacred power of the feminine. And, and so if we understand that our emotions are expressions of the deep feminine within us, um, if we deny those emotions, we deny a fundamentally important part of our own selves. Mm. And in doing so, we betray ourselves. We betray the feminine inside us. 
we betray the little boy or the little girl inside us, we betray the sacred. And so by feeling our feelings, acknowledging our feelings, and, and if we're able to, to work at releasing them, honours all of that, as well as, you know, gives us some, some relief from being really clogged up, you know, with mm. an energy that is disturbing us deeply. Mm. So it's and a great affirmation of our, our, the importance and the, the right, our right to feel our feelings. Yes, and I'm, I'm grateful that, we're, you know, life's inviting us to move away from that polarisation of, you know, men feeling a certain um, selection of feelings and women feeling another section and never the twain shall meet kind of thing. And that's kind of being dissolved and we're being able to equally claim that power and passion and tenderness and compassion and gentleness and generosity and and you know all that good stuff um that we've kind of disowned within ourselves because we've been stuck in this false story of gender yeah 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 absolutely um one of the one of the see as you know i i run these fairly intense kind of experiential astrology groups and and i tend to attract more um, women than men to these groups, but I always get a smattering of men. And one of the beauties is that, you know, sometimes a man will really allow himself to have the fullness of whatever he's feeling in, in the context of this group, um, whether it's grief or tenderness or anger or, or um, frustration. And and for the women to see a man just totally let go into his feelings, whatever that is, they're in awe of it. And, mm. and there's this intense longing amongst the women. It's like, oh, why can't more men be like that? You know, really true to their feelings. And you can feel the relief in the women as well. It's like... I can feel safe around this man because he's true to his feelings. Yes, and it gives um, a woman full permission to be able to express the full depth of her um, feelings in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Because if you don't feel that someone is able to um, take your full expression of honest um, expression, then you're going to kind of dumb it down in some way. You're going to kind of go, it's fine, it's okay. You're going to negate it in some way. And then that creates a barrier to real deep intimacy within yourself first because that's the first person you betray when you kind of dumb things down and you you don't allow yourself to deeply feel the fullness of the moment and be honest and real with that because you're afraid of somehow being hurt or something horrible happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because all, all of us, well, I should own that, but a lot of us were in a way punished or judged for expressing 
repressing certain feelings when we were little. And then, then we learn to suppress that particular part of ourselves. And, and that has enormous long-term consequences. And mm. so one of the beauties about these intense astrological you know, events like we're having is that you know, whatever we locked up is unlocking. And when, when you do unlock that territory, initially out comes the gunk. You know, which is then surfaces in disturbing dreams or, you know, these unusual kind of out-of-proportion emotional responses to things. But, but there's, there's signs that stuff is moving and that's ultimately a good thing, however uncomfortable it might be in the, in the moment. Mm. Because as, that, as the gunk releases, then we get to own a much purer energy that is an energy that becomes part of our inner allies. Mm. You know, for instance, like the planet Mars, you know, in, even in traditional orthodox astrology, is, is the, he's the warrior planet. He's the planet of anger, of assertion, of desire. But he's also the planet of action and forthright um, taking your passion into the world. Now, if we were taught to suppress our anger, for instance, as children, as a lot of us did, um, it clogs up our, our warrior energy. And therefore, we struggle with setting good boundaries of protecting ourselves appropriately, of asserting ourselves appropriately. And we have trouble kind of following through on what we know to be true and right. Because mm. our warrior energy is, is there to help us manifest our ideas, to express our energy cleanly in the world. Mm. So that's a, it's a good example of, you know, <clears throat> whereas buried, buried Mars energy will sabotage anyone's capacity for intimacy, for instance. Mm. Because the warrior is stuck in angry, defensive place. And even when the individual's wanting to open their heart, there's this other energy that's blocking. And and you know Mars Mars is a, a big <clears throat> is one of the, the the great participants in the current astrology, and so it's it's good to be able to talk about you know this energy because it is one of the opportunities of healing this wounded masculine, wounded warrior energy. Mm. So that leads me on to this question. So are there specific areas collectively where life is inviting us to open our hearts ever wider to greater dimensions of love and wisdom during this time? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <clears throat> now, this first eclipse, like some of the energies around it are diabolical which is why it's, it's such a tough time. And yet there's some other aspects to the current astrology which offers these opportunities of opening up on a heart level mm. and opening, which includes opening up emotionally, opening up sexually, opening up to, you know, mm. having to your own self-love as well as your capacity 
capacity to love others. And astrologically, this is related to the fact that Venus, the goddess of love, is hanging out with the very benevolent energies of Jupiter. Mm-hmm. And Jupiter is an expansive energy. So Jupiter is supporting us to open up our hearts, even when, you know, the crap is flying. Mm. And, and that's a very positive, you know, supportive aspect. Even better, um, in the second eclipse on the 17th, Venus, the goddess of love, is exactly in alignment with the healing goddess who's called Hygieia. And, and Hygieia is a part of the feminine within each of us that automatically knows how to heal us from within. Mm. So here's the goddess of love joining this healing intelligence within our own bodies. And what that means is that we have opportunities to... Um, really open up, not just in a light-hearted way, a la Venus, but to open up to the depth of our, the passion of love, mm. whether that's expressed erotically or not. And it's a tremendous lineup, um, particularly for people who have um, sexual abuse in their histories, or where their sexuality has been contaminated in some ways, fantastic opportunities for um, releasing obstacles, not just to our heart, but to our heartful sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a mechanism within our bodies that is a lot, that is very similar to the mechanism of orgasm but in a bigger sense. Um, and it's a mechanism that happens, you know, when you can really, really let go into an emotional experience, whether it's in mm. a therapeutic context, an emotional one, sexual one, a spiritual one, when you can really open up your energy, what that does is it elicits a automatic healing response in the body. And so we go into these spontaneous releasing experiences. And it is this goddess Hygieia who rules that healing intelligence in the body. Mm. So when Venus lines up with Hygieia, the opportunities for some incredibly deep, spontaneous releasing around our hearts and to to our sacred sexuality. Mm. Fabulous stuff. Fabulous. Sounds wonderful. And um, so wonderful to know that we're so deeply loved and supported at this time to meet these, um, these wounds within us and that have had us feel um, unable to open ourselves so deeply to the love that we are and then to give that um, to others that we love and that are around us. So right now, lovelies, it's time for us to take a short break. 
This is Sandy Goldstone and my guest is the delightful Daniel Suello. And you're listening to Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone on Voice America, 7th Wave Channel. Stay tuned and we'll be back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Sandy Goldstone wants to help you start your true self journey. Sandy works with all issues and ages for individuals, couples, and groups. She is a spiritual teacher and holistic counselor of the Heart's Way in Perth, Australia. It's time to gift yourself with knowing your own lightness of being, beauty, and truth. You can feel relaxed, loving, wise, joyful, and peaceful, whatever your experiences have been or what challenges you are currently facing. Are you ready? Let's do it. Say yes and call or contact Sandy Goldstone in Australia on 011-61420-399-287 or reach out to her on Facebook at Sandy Grace Goldstone and start your true self journey. Right now, Sandy is offering a special gift. Mention the radio show Sounds of the Heart and receive a 40% discount on each of your first two 90-minute Skype sessions. That's just $99 to start your true self journey with sandy goldstone for more information or to receive this special offer email sounds of the heart at hotmail.com the seventh wave channel on the voice america network you are listening to the sounds of the heart to find out more about our program Visit Sandy's website at soundsoftheheart.com.au. Again, that's soundsoftheheart.com.au. Now, back to Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone. And we are back, lovelies, with Sounds of the Heart on the 7th Wave channel of Voice America. And I am your host, Sandy Goldstone talking with my guest, the delightful Daniel Suello. So, Daniel, as we were going to the break, we were you were sharing about what a great opportunity this is for us to collectively heal within our bodies, hearts, souls, and spirits. You know, things that have happened to us, experiences that have happened to us that have kind of closed ourselves off for meeting ourselves deeply, from that place of love and wisdom and that sense of wholeness and purity and what is possible when we um, see ourselves in that light of grace. So I'm just wondering, um, what else are the spiritual opportunities inherent for us individually and collectively at this time? Yeah, quite awesome opportunities. Um, firstly, the the eclipse that's happening on the first. Uh, it's a new moon eclipse, and where the sun and moon come together in the sign of Virgo, and this eclipse is lining up with. A mysterious part of our astrology charts and, and of the collective astrology is called the North Node of the Moon. And the North Node of the Moon um, in 
symbolically represents, it's like a visionary point that opens us up to visions of our future, um, particularly around our capacity to get in alignment with our ultimate soul purposes. Mm. Now, I, I hate the language around this, you know, it's kind of new ageism at, at its worst, but I'm, I still haven't found the right words that would fit for me. But what that's saying is that, you know, you hear a lot where people talk about soul purpose. The truth is that each of us has a number of different soul purposes that are all interrelated. Mm. And when the North Node opens up, it represents that out of the collective is emerging new visions of where we're heading as individuals, but also as, as a civilization. And, and this is where, why it's such an important time for people to be meditating, for instance, because this is very subtle stuff. And if you're not getting into quieter, still places, you're going to miss the clues. Mm. Because when our soul purposes open up, they can come to us as significant dream experiences, they can come to us as visions in meditation, can come to us in sudden clear insights, they can come to us even in what feels like spontaneous fantasies, but that seem to have an additional energy about it. So on this particular new moon, the, the, the vision that I, that I see around this is that Virgo is a part of self that resonates with agrarian stages in our civilization, where we lived closer to the earth, where we acknowledge on a day-to-day -day basis the, the spiritual relationship between ourselves and the earth as mother and Virgo is part of ourselves that also loves ritual and ceremony and and practices that maintain that connection so if, if I put this in a, in the context of the present it's saying we have to be better stewards of the planet, that we have to serve our planet as an expression of the Great Mother. And the more that we can do that, the more we will come into balance within ourselves. Mm. And also we will be able to um, create a better world because we're not just honoring the physical planet, we're honoring the sacred within all matter including our own bodies mm. and so this is the part of the collective vision at the moment but when the north node opens like this it also opens us up to more of the jigsaw of what we took birth for in this mm. life why were we born at this time in this civilization to this family what are we here to do as souls in a physical incarnation? So it's quite mysterious, and, and yet the eclipse 
can open up those forms of knowledge for those who are available to it. So that's one dimension of the spiritual opportunities here. <laughs> that's a huge dimension. <laughs> it, is, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's a really important um, point that you make about there are many things that our soul is here to do and some of us get kind of bogged down in that thinking that there's there's only one sole purpose that we've come to fulfill and so we stop ourselves from evolving and expanding and having a wealth of different experiences and for creating unnecessary suffering because in order for us to experience ourselves as limitless love and action we've got to be open to experiencing ourselves limitlessly not kind of boxed in um, and just kind of attached to certain mechanisms that have us feel safe and secure oh yeah yeah it's definitely not about being safe and secure at times like this it's about moving and, and mm -hmm. the new moon symbolism is about new beginnings. It's like, okay, um, what can you birth now that's going to put you more in alignment with your own heart and, and with your own soul? Mm. And how can you manifest that physically in this material world? Mm. That's the opportunity. How can you make these subtleties manifest? Mm. And the, the other opportunity is, is to do with, um, I mentioned last week that the planet Neptune is in Pisces and it's hanging around what's called the south node of the moon, which is the opposite point to the north node. And the south node represents the influences of our past, which includes... Um, our past life experiences and as I said last last week it's like you know if that fits with with your worldview fine you don't have to believe in reincarnation and past life stuff to validate what I'm saying here something like Neptune opens us up psychically and spiritually mm. and it helps us connect to levels of sensitivity that allow us to be that much more intuitive, that much more creative, that, that much more open to spontaneous visions and knowing, um, to be able to, and to be able to live more fluidly within our day-to-day -day worlds. Pisces is a water energy. And it talks about our ability to feel more at ease within our own bodies and more in sync in our worlds. So it's quite a subtle and a very beautiful energy. Mm. One of the things that Neptune will do is open us up spiritually. And this is another reason why good quality meditations are, are really you know, it's an incredible opportunity to access whatever is in our past. Um, and, and so it begs the question, what, what would be the purpose of that? We'll see, if we talk about soul purposes, and this is where we're going to get really esoteric, what the South Node says is that we bring in 
knowledge and skills and abilities gathered over many lifetimes. Mm. And that we've brought them in to refine, sometimes to purify them, and to contemporize them into this life. Mm. This is why each of us is born with a certain set of natural capacities. Like, for, mm. for instance, I, I was on Facebook the other day and there's this three-year-old daughter who can play, three-year-old girl who can play Chopin on the yes. piano. Now, where does that come from? Mm. You know, a rationalistic, scientific point of view, that is simply not possible. This person has not learned to piano this lifetime. Where could this come from? Mm. You know, so it's kind of those experiences, and we all have that stuff. Um, we all have different capacities. And something like Neptune opens up whatever those capacities are if you know we're using the right practices and so meditation is uh, one of them also um, past life regression work is another where which is a meditation deliberately aimed at taking you into your past life history so yeah so that's the thing about this these eclipses is that they're giving us access to a deep past so we can bring some of those more ancient skills coming through mm. and access to, you know, our soul's visions of where we need to head from here. Mm. Mm. And it's, it's wonderful through that we get to see that, um, you know, because part of our collective conditioning is that there's not enough room for everyone's um, gifts and creativity and when we look within and we get our guidance from within, we get to see that, you know, there's this infinite space of, if we look around, everything is a point of creation. And so it's like, how is there not room for all of the expression of the one to be expressed as the way in which it's been um, encoded to do so? So I feel that it's really an opportunity to really let ourselves loose and to just be really courageous and just say yes to life, to just letting go all the stuff that's stagnant, that has us be stuck in this um, dissatisfaction of life because we're not expressing ourselves fully in the way in which our hearts and souls desire to do so. Yeah, yeah. Well said. Yeah, yeah, like um, the op the. Eclipses offer opportunities to break through those stagnant and, and inhibited places within ourselves. And mm -hmm. uh, this is where we can we can talk a little bit about the the so-called dark goddesses, for instance. Um, in this conjunction of, of Venus and Jupiter is also the asteroid that's named after the Indian goddess Kali. Mm -hmm. Now, Kali, if you look at the classical images of Kali, she is a scary piece of work. She's this black goddess with multiple arms, and in half her arms are weapons. And 
She has a, a garland of skulls around her neck. She has a decapitated head in one hand. She, she looks like, you know, the demoness from hell. And, and yet what those weapons symbolize is that Kali in her truth is about cutting through our unconsciousness, our denial, the bullshit in our lives, and getting to the raw truth of things. You know, she was created as to destroy demons who threaten the natural balance of life. Mm. And so with, with Kali combining with Venus, the goddess of love, combining with the very expansive Jupiter. Kali is the energy that says you can break through your conditioning. You can break free of your inhibitions. Um, you can own that which is wild and sacred and profoundly loving. You can be less limited by your past and so within this eclipse even though there's some really tough places here's another aspect that's saying if you've got the courage you can go for it and in, and what that means for us as individuals is that of claiming your right to live a passionate inspired soul connected life and mm. one of the one of the beauties about Kali and any of these so-called dark goddesses, whether it's Lilith or Medusa, who are so demonized, is that underneath their apparently demonic faces are goddesses of the most profound, unconditional, all-accepting love. The love of the great mother. And when, when you feel that love, when you feel it within and can take it into your relationships, it will transform your life. And so mm. once again, in the midst of this really messy astrological cli climate, we also have opportunities for extraordinary spiritual, emotional, and sexual breakthroughs if we can really allow this our wildness to come through. Mm -hmm. Our wildness, our wild passion, which is not <laughs> to spew, spew it over life, but to, to own it from within. And, and it's like having her dance freely in your own body, in your own mind. And so here's another awesome opportunity. And when the dark goddesses are operating, and particularly so positively in this way, it, it gives us opportunities to open up and flush our lower chakras. And mm. this, this is incredibly important for anyone living a spiritually inspired life. Um, for the average spiritual seeker, what often happens is we have our initial openings, spiritually, psychically, etc. But they're usually upper chakra openings. 
So we gravitate towards meditation. We, we gravitate towards, you know, light and love processes. Mm, mm. But if our lower chakras are occluded by gunk from our past, there's no way that our spirituality can be fully empowered because our core potency is inherent in our, in our, our lower chakras. Mm. Now, when something like Carly comes along and wants to dance, she will support opening up these lower chakras. And when, like in any good healing process, what initially will come is a lot of gunk that has to be cleared. But as that clears through, our deepest forms of psycho-spiritual and sexual power in its purity and in its heartfulness can rise and feed our spiritual gifts. And that, that's what makes a spiritually inspired individual passionately able to engage in the world. Mm. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense and it perfectly makes sense and it shows what happens when that's out of imbalance because you see people, you know, taking action and when they're not um, at peace or not done the work on the lower chakras and then that can come that discordant energy can come in and wreak havoc and so the good that is wanting to be done creates further disharmony and disunity and inequality and so I'm just I'm really hoping I'm (laughs) this is a great opportunity this is what I'm going to say this is a great opportunity for us to deepen our perception on what it means to love and to create from a place of equality and unity is it not oh yeah awesomely so awesomely um we we mentioned like you know the Shiva Shakti the sacred marriage unity which comes the more and more that we can positively connect the masculine and the feminine inside each of us. And one of the other brilliant things about these two eclipses is that there is an an asteroid named after Shiva and an asteroid named after Pavati. Now, Shiva and Pavati are two of the Hindu deities and, and they represent this potential union for anyone to experience, hopefully within their lives, of this profound unity between masculine and feminine. What's happening collectively is that Shiva and Pavati are exactly together in late Leo. So, once again, while there's these other processes going on, there, there is this pre-existing unity happening between the sacred masculine and the sacred feminine. And so, for people who are consciously working to, you know, flush out the old and use meditation and other practices to open up to higher and deeper energies within themselves. We have the opportunity of having experiences of this sacred marriage. 
within us. Mm. And um, I can tell you from my own personal spiritual experiences, um, there is nothing like it. There's an experience of, of absolute wholeness that melts your heart, that um, opens you up enormously, but it's not soppy. There is a, a passion there, a fierceness as well. Mm. Um, in their mythology, Shiva and Parvati are, are married and and um, but they live a passionate, unconditional relationship. And, and sometimes they have these intense barnies. And, um, and so their passion comes out in those particular forms. But the barnies are always liberating, they're releasing. Mm -hmm. And even when, when they're... And, and then their, their makeup sex is astonishing as a result. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm describing that because, you know, that we're describing these deities, these godlike energies inside ourselves, but they are close. They are present to us in these times. So, you know, if we've got old anger coming up and it's clogging our, our relationship and our intimacy, if we can safely release some of the old anger, then it's, it's more likely that this Shiva-Shakti connection can start to show itself from within us and in our relating. Mm. That's the gift of, of this kind of lineup. But you have to be available to it. You have to be doing practices that, that both deepen you and extend you. Okay, so Daniel, I know that you do a monthly newsletter, so I'm just going to let our um, listeners know that they can um, sign up for that by just going on to your website, um, Sacred Law Firm. And yep. because um, it's it's time for us to close, it's gone so quickly. But um, thank you, lovelies, for your heart's loving presence and for sharing in this hour's comforting and illuminating astrological exploration with Daniel and to be reminded that dramatic events like eclipses are the universe's way to illustrate what needs to change, be let go, balanced, harmonized and embraced so we can open our hearts ever wider to greater dimensions of love and wisdom with a renewed sense of clarity and purpose of our soul's true divine journey. Next week, our guest will be Suzanne Worthley, energy practitioner and death doula, who will share how we can accept the process of death as a normal part of life so we can free ourselves to fully love and courageously engage in and with life as it is appearing in this moment now. Till our hearts join together as one again next week, I send you much love and blessings from my heart to yours. May your week be overflowing with all that you are always now. Love, joy and peace. I love you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Sounds of the Heart. Sandy Goldstone invites you to join her again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time 
on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Connect to your own divine nature in the coming week and explore within.